Welcome to NostalgiaCast, your weekly roundup of the best and most up-to-date nostalgic news, where we discuss the stories and give our thoughts. I am your host, who is running with the devil, Andrew Price. He never stays the same, and he hits the ground running, Tyler Palo. And Dad Beats, aka Hot for Dad Beats, aka Kirk. Pin John. How's it going, guys? Fantastic. Uh, Great Uh, after hearing that fucking jam. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kirk. It's my childhood. Kirk. How can you say that you don't like rock and then have a million exceptions? (laughs) Because I like good rock, not bad rock. I hate rock. I mean, of course, I like Led Zeppelin, Van Halen, Kiss. Ah, Kiss. <laughs> what? You- they're okay. They're, they're good-ish. You. I mean, Van Halen's great. Zeppelin's great. Van Hagar sucks. Gary Cherone Van Halen underrated. <laughs> I will die with that statement. Better than Van Hagar. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, and we're going to talk about this at the end of the show. But uh, if you if you go through two different singers who are wildly different personalities, and you still end up having a falling out with both of them, maybe they're not the problem. <laughs> it's yeah. problematic, but we can save that for later. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. How's it going? How what's what's going on, everybody? What's it's it's it, once again we've had a little bit of a, a break. We've we haven't done a show in a couple weeks scheduling conflicts i've been out of town still out of town but i've finally found some we 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 carved out some time to record this week so once again sorry about that sorry for being gone for a couple weeks but uh with this new situation with covid and working from home and things shut down uh we might uh we might be we might we might be skipping weeks here and there every once in a while because it's just harder and harder to align everybody's schedules but uh yeah but otherwise what's going on a lot has happened a lot not necessarily in the realm of nostalgic news but a <laughs> lot has happened since uh, we did this last episode yes yeah like wow. literally we did we did a show two weeks ago we we've missed the last two mondays so three three weeks ago we did a show which is not that long ago it feels like five years. It feels like so long. I can't even keep track of all of that has gone down in yeah. the world. And it's all it's all fine. <laughs> it's all remain calm. All is well. <laughs> oh, it's great. Every, it's all great. Everything that's happening. I feel this is the best time of of <laughs> of our of our generation. There's never been a greater time to be alive. Uh, before we get into these stories, let's take a little trip into the world of nostalgic news being affected by COVID, as we do every at the top of every every episode for the last six months. Um, and I was just I was just I was just reflecting on this earlier, uh, like a couple hours ago. I was thinking we had planned so back in. Back in f- late February, early March, 
we were reaching uh i think it was i think we were we were going to reach like the 30 episode mark or something we were, we were yeah or no 24 we were going to we were reaching the 24 episode mark yeah. and i thought it'd be fun just no for no real reason other than just a fun thing to like do a season two like go like transition into season two of nostalgia cast mm-hmm. and basically change the theme song switch up the format a little bit add add like one or two new segments and like yeah just for no real reason other than just a fun change of pace like do season two of nostalgia cast like a like a tv show after episode 24 and then um the you know the 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 pandemic stuff started and everything started getting shut down and we all started working from home and so I was just like, oh, well, we'll just we'll wait a little longer. We'll wait until episode 30 and then we'll do it because I don't want to I don't want to reboot it now when we're all recording remotely. And, you know, everybody's kind of using like different quality microphones. And I want to wait until we're back into the studio. So we're all using like all the same equipment. It'll sound really good and polished and we'll and we'll do season two. And (laughs) six months later. From that, from, oh, from that initial like, oh, this, 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 we have to postpone season two for a couple weeks. Can I, uh, let me give a conspiracy theory here. Okay. Did this all start like everything that's gone on in the world because Lou left the show? That's not a conspiracy theory. That's, that's fact. That's, right? a, that's a real, fact. that's a true fact. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because it's kind of interesting. Like right around the time, he's like, "Hey guys, I got to do my own thing." <laughs> Shit started going bad. It all went bad. Yep, it was all so, from there. Wow. So blue Lou Magoo, it's on you. Yep. We know you're definitely still listening to these, so you're. Uh, <laughs> it's on you. <laughs> you, despite quitting the show, you listen every week, <laughs> every day. He writes down notes how it could improve, <laughs> what he would do differently, yeah, where he would have thrown his own jokes in there. <laughs> yep, but doesn't share. So yeah, it's on him. Aww. it it's totally his fault. And another thing that's that's Lewis's fault for leaving the show. Uh. Disney layoffs will affect Disneyland and Disney World even more than we thought. So Disney recently announced cutting 28,000 jobs from their parks, the whatever the parks side of their thing. Um, and uh, I mean, that's a lot of jobs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that right now. It's a ton of jobs. And, uh, and, and I mean, that's, that's a separate thing on itself. That's, that's slightly old news. That's, that's, that's been talked about for a while, but the, the newest thing is that they're saying that 400 of those jobs will be affecting the Imagineering department of Disney. So essentially they're, they're, they're taking a big chunk out of the people who plan out and design the parks. So essentially what we're, what we're talking about here is that this could have, you know, long reaching, uh, a long reaching effect on. (laughs) (laughs) 
Kirk is going to his happy place. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kirk is having a uh, Kirk is having a Kirk is having a long reaching effect on Disney by being married to somebody who works there and yeah. secretly whispering Soul suggestions made. into her her ear and yeah. um, <laughs> it's me. He's the reason why Mulan was thirty dollars. That's right. So make it the, they were going to put it on Disney Plus, and I was like, guys, look, don't put it on Disney Plus. Charge it when you put it on Disney Plus. People will love it. Kirk, Kirk was like, Kirk was like, listen. <laughs> Uh, whatever your name is, the new CEO, baby, honey doll, <laughs> honey doll face. Never, oh. if you're good at something, don't do it for free. <laughs> also, and listen. Why was there that witch? <laughs> right. No, actually, that was that was Tyler that had a problem with that. You you were yeah. for, you were totally for the witch. Totally for the witch. Um. Oh, you're you've you've invaded Kirk's happy place. Wow, that's his. That's for him only. I miss him so. (laughs) That is that is invasive. Kirk put himself. Kirk put himself in his happy place. He changed his Zoom background to like a like a like a beach, like a sunny beach, and then Tyler screenshotted that and then made that his Zoom background. So he's like he like invaded Kirk's happy place. You're Russia. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> um, Damn it. But uh, but yeah. So they're, they're basically the idea behind this is that this could have longer reaching effects on Disney parks and the planning and the new attractions and things like that as they've cut their workforce on Imagineers and obviously you know after you've made massive layoffs like that you can't just it's 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 not as easy as you think to just be like all right we're good now everybody come on back like rehiring for uh you know a, a, a workforce cut is a is a long process you have to cultivate finding new talent and you know it's not a it's not an overnight thing so you know the, this could have a this could have a longer reaching effect on the progress of building new park attractions and changing things and developing new concepts and stuff like that so just another just another way that another way that covid and the horrible way that it's been handled or tag teaming to fuck us <laughs> right double teamed yep the old eiffel tower we're getting eiffel towered by covid oh and, my god and the- <laughs> what does that mean wait what what <laughs> is that is that a thing uh rather than- uh, i'm not sure i want to know don't. the background <laughs> of that but i've never heard that in my life um well, okay, right. so so imagine that imagine <laughs> so this, this is the shape of the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower yeah. is is an is an you know an A shape. It's two f- objects that are coming together in an A shape like this, and then it's got a lattice <laughs> in between. Uh, so imagine that there's two <laughs> things here that are leaning together, putting their heads together, and then in between them is another object. <laughs> no, I get it. You made it sound so sweet with like two heads being put together. Oh, it's it's very it's 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 adorable. It's it's, it's, it's the, romantic. It's the most adorable <laughs> uh, way of expressing love that there is. Yeah, yeah. You, your partner, and your closest friend. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, damn. That's all I can say is damn. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's. 
it's sad. I mean, they're still working on stuff. It's stuff that is being done, but not at the uh, rate or expense that they have done in the past. Yeah, I mean, the reason the you know the reason why the reason why Kirk is so is so even keel about this is because he was the one that actually suggested the twenty eight thousand cut. He was like, "Do be aggressive, Here's guys." Bullshit. I said 31. (laughs) (laughs) No, And they're like, that's a bad look. And I was like, it's the correct number. And they're like, we know it's the correct number, but if we go over 30, it just looks bad. So they cut it. You were like, listen, guys, this is perfect. (laughs) 31,000 cut. You you partner up with Baskin Robbins to announce it. It's 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 a massive layoff sponsored by Baskin Robbins. 31 flavors of unemployment. You can turn you can turn a <laughs> loss into a win. Turn a loss into a win. And they didn't listen. Yeah. Also, nope, didn't listen. I also pitched every every 31,000 of those layoffs gets a pint of Rocky Road half off. Oh, there you go. And they you, And when you think about that, I mean, and, and yeah, when you think about that, like let, let's just let's crunch the numbers here. So, 31,000 what, what what's the going rate of a pint of Rocky Road? What is that? Six bucks. Uh, six six. Yeah. So yeah. So so thirty one thousand times three. That's ninety three thousand dollars that you that they could have made. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's I mean found money. No, not could have. Would have. You don't would have. pass up on yeah. half off Baskin Robbins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care I mean, how sad you are about losing your job. You go to basketball. <laughs> this is why this is why Disney had to fire people in the first place because they don't yeah. listen to smart business decisions. I mean, good lord, it's just yeah. it's it's just common sense. I mean, you don't listen to common sense; it's frustrating. Yep. Well, getting into these stories, uh, the Resident Evil movies are getting rebooted with an adaptation of the first two games. It's time to go back to Raccoon City again. This time is a new in a new movie rebooting re, rebooting rebooting the Resident rebooting. Evil series. Oh my! On screen on screen universe. Uh, Constantine Film, which made the existing Resident Evil movies, will work with writer director Johannes Roberts to produce a film adaptation of the horror gaming franchise's origin story. Deadline reported today. Maze Runners Kaya. Scodelario uh, will play Claire Redfield. Ant-Man's Hannah John Kamen will play Jill Valentine. Um, Uploads Robbie Amell will play Chris Redfield. And Zombieland Double Taps Avon Jogia will play Leon Kennedy. I literally don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> Thank uh, God. I, know. I was like, what? Avon Jogia is just a bunch from, of it's just a bunch of German people. Like what? what Avon Jogia was like the sister of Emma Stone. Then how dare you? No, that it that's, was the that's Abigail Breslin. Pot, yeah, it was the podcast oh, yeah, right. head dude that she fell in love with. He was from uh, Victorious on oh. Nickelodeon. Why is it yeah. a bunch of? Well, it's because their, their generation is the ones that are watching these next movies, so they're going to be the ones. And cast. they're all German. No. <laughs> I mean, you got to You got these. They're pretty much all Disney and um, Nickelodeon stars. So you got to ask Disney and Nickelodeon about that. Kirk. Listen, (laughs) 
I don't control the video game component. Ah. I'm sorry. That's the one thing you don't control. <laughs> That's like, the one angle of Disney I don't control. You're like, listen, guys, they, you know, the, the best, the best style of management is, is, you know, getting things off of your plate and, <laughs> and, you know, deferring. So I, I just, I'm, I'm I gotta stay out of this. Yeah. And it looks like I, by the looks of it, I guess I should jump back in. Yeah. You, you, you sometimes delegation is just not, it's not, it just doesn't work out in the long run. <laughs> Um, the project also reportedly has Neil McDonough of Yellowstone cast as that William. was my idea. That, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. my idea. That was the one you were like, let's let's get somebody in here that I know who it is. Yeah, listen, uh, his work in Walking Tall, fantastic. Walking Tall, gotta have him. Walking Tall one. Did know the, the the remake with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Well, well, that's what I meant. Is that there's that one, but then there's a sequel, Walking Tall two, starring. Kevin Sorbo. That's right. No, yeah. no there is. There is. I think I've watched a trailer of it once. He gives up the life and uh, goes to Jesus. Walk no, this is the uh, this is the uh, the OG ish of uh, Walking. Oh, tall. the actual original original Walking Tall. No, this is the OG for everyone who's not born in 1970. Oh yeah. So okay. Yeah. So the Rock one. Yeah. Gotcha. But anyway, you you got him cast. I got him cast. Um, and Tom Hooper of the Umbrella Academy as Albert Wesker. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's for a little bit of background if you're uninitiated. So I'm sure everybody's heard of the Resident Evil movies. Uh, there's a bunch of them. And Is that the Milja Jojovich Mil- ones? Mil- Mila Jopovich, but yes. Jopovich, okay. Uh, yeah, so so those, those, those movies existed. And uh, they were, you know, they were pretty, they were fairly popular, kind of like schlocky popcorn movie fare. Um, and obviously people liked them. I'm not going to say everybody hated them because otherwise they wouldn't have made like six of them. Um, I'm sure that whatever the budget of those, you know, worked out to be very profitable at the box office. Um, but, you know, for hardcore video game fans, they they were kind of a letdown because they really had nothing to do with the games. Uh, they, they had sort of chosen to go off in this whole other direction of having this different story that had nothing to do with the games at all. Uh, you know, like, you know, starting from the first resident evil, the, the, the plot of the games is that there, a zombie outbreak happens in this city called raccoon city. And this police force goes in to, um, I think that I think they go into they're trying to save the mayor or something like that. Uh, I forget exactly what the what the, Wait, in what, the book or in the game in the game. In the, the in, I mean, the, in the game, they're going to save the, the mayor's daughter. Right? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. They're going to save the mayor's daughter. And they and so these cops go in and they and and they go in to extract this person and they have to fight zombies. And then the story just evolves from there. And it, and it, it involves all of these characters that we've just said. So Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, Claire Redfield, uh, Le- Leon Kennedy. These are all characters that sort of encapsulate the storyline of these games. And then in the movies, they just took this other completely different route where the move, the first movie is about these people that go into this like underground um this underground facility that the umbrella corp their their headquarters or whatever and they like they're trying to like deactivate 
like an AI that is going to spread some kind of virus, the T virus throughout the world. And they're going, they're basically walking through this gauntlet of traps and things like that. This AI is setting to deactivate it so that it doesn't release this virus to the world. And they have to fight There's zombies and they have to fight zombies. And the main character is this character named Alice who is played by Mila Jopovich. And then, um, and she ends up being one of the only survivors of this thing. And then it turns out she's a clone and, and like, and then the, the story goes on from there, but it's regardless, it's a completely different story. And then they end up, they do end up bringing in some characters from the games. Like they bring in Jill Valentine and some stuff, but needless to say, the, the story is completely different. And the characters that they bring in are just sort of like fan service and like cameos and Easter eggs and things. Um, so all that to say that now that they're doing the reboot of the, of the of these movies, they're actually going to be based on the real story of the game. So, you know, we're actually having Claire and Leon and Chris and all these actual characters from the games come in and be the main characters. So, you know, I don't know. I can't speak to the quality of what the movies are going to be like, but, um, you know, I think some people will be happy that they're actually at uh, adapting the, the actual games. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I the, there's, there's too much. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because you haven't read it yet, but there's so much more resident evil content. Do we need more? Do we need more resident evil content? I don't know. We just had it as a kid and it's not gotten any like scarier. So it's not better in that sense. And the game hasn't really changed in, ge- in general other than looking better, but they're just bringing back the old game anyway. Nobody wants a new Resident Evil. They just want you to make the old one better. Like, also, do you want a Resident Evil Netflix series as well as a CGI series as well as the other remakes that have happened in the past years? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a multifaceted question because I would say that people who, like, in theory, hardcore fans of Resident Evil maybe would want that. Um, but also, on the other hand, I you know, I... I do know from, you know, kind of somewhat being in that community and like seeing people talking about it and in my own personal opinion as well, the issue with adapting these games is, you know, these games like Resident Evil or The Last of Us or any of these types of games, they're very cinematic and they have these store these storylines that are a integral part of the game and they feel very cinematic. So you would think, you know, your natural reaction would be like, oh, it'd be so cool to see a Resident Evil movie because of how cinematic the the games are. I'd I'd want to see this rendered as a movie. But the issue is is that they only they feel cinematic because of their games. Like for a video game, it's very yes. cinematic and the story is very cinematic. But as a movie story, they're they're not actually that it doesn't transfer as well over into being a movie. Like these these storylines in these games aren't that good. They're just like they're very good for a video game and the immersive element of it also you know, contributes to the immersion and, and feeling like it's very cinematic, but you know, maybe a, maybe a controversial statement, but I feel like as, as, as celebrated as the storyline in in the last of us is, which is another kind of zombie game. That's more recent. 
um, as celebrated as the storyline is that in that game is and as, as sort of heralded as being super cinematic as that game is. I feel like if you made a movie version of exactly the story in The Last of Us, it wouldn't be that interesting because you can't play it. Mm-hmm. Um, is so the, I think that is the fan base that big that there's because there's there's so much Resident Evil stuff just based on this story right now. There's I think, so I much. Mean, it, it's definitely that big. But also, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of fatigue with the because Resident Evil is one of those franchises where they've they just have made a million things. There's so many games, so many spinoffs, so many so much merchandise, so much they've just they've gone to that well so many times that there's a little bit of a fatigue with the franchise. And um, at this point, the the popularity has kind of waned a little bit. Um, still popular, but. You know, I think that there's some fatigue with that. And yeah, I, I would say in theory, you know, a, a Resident Evil fan would be hyped for new Resident Evil movies. But in actual reality, maybe the 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 the, the enthusiasm isn't necessarily there because of all these specific reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm already tired of it. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I say that, but I would be curious if there's any if there's any Resident Evil fans out there like diehard Resident Evil fans or anybody in general like what do you think do you do you are you excited for new Resident Evil movies that are like actually based on the real game story is that something that's exciting to you is that something you want to see is that something that you would be excited to see um is that something that you are enthusiastic about hearing uh email us at nostalgicastpod at gmail.com N O S T A L I N O S T A L G I A. No, fuck. No, no. Oh my god. N O N O S T N O S T A L G I C A S T P O D at gmail dot com. Um. Email us and let us know if you're excited about new Resident Evil movies that are based on the storylines of the games. Um, there's also a Conan the Barbarian TV series that's been announced as in the works at Netflix. Netflix has put in development an epic live action series based on Conan, the iconic sword and sorcery character created by uh, writer Robert E. Howard. Um, the project from Frederick Malmberg and Mark Wheeler's Pathfinder Media is the first in a deal between Netflix and Conan Properties International, owned by Malmberg's Cabinet Entertainment. The pact gives Netflix the exclusive option to acquire rights to the Conan literary, literary library and develop works across TV and film, both live action and animated. The movie would fit into Netflix's strategy of acquiring globally recognizable IP to build an, a universe of film and TV series including Roald Dahl's novels, which we've talked about before, the Chronicle of Narnia books, and comics publisher Millar, Millar World. Um, uh, a search is currently underway for a writer-showrunner to pin the Conan adaptation and director to helm the project. Um, Pulp Fiction author Howard introduced Conan the Barbarian, a.k.a. Conan the Sumerian, in a series of short stories first published in 1932 in Weird Tales magazine. The Conan stories ushered in a new genre of writing, sword and sorcery. Through the years, the original tales have inspired over a thousand comic books, 100 novels, three feature films, two television series, multiple video games, and a vast range of collectible toys and, uh, and more. 
The character was famously played by Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 1982 feature Conan the Barbarian, which made him a global superstar as well as the 1984 sequel Conan the Destroyer. In the 2011 Conan the Barbarian reboot produced by Malmberg, the title role was played by Jason Momoa. 100% forgot there was a Jason Momoa. Yeah. Absolutely. 100% forgot about that until just this moment. Yeah, I, I forgot about it. I mean, not until this moment. It actually came up before. I, I had re- I never saw the movie, but I remember my roommate had gone and seen it back when they were doing those like 4D thing. Uh, the you know at the movie theaters how they had the chairs that would like move. Did you lose again, Kirk? Uh, he's frozen again, Andrew. Yeah, you're frozen. frozen again. I'm here, guys. I'm here. There he is. <laughs> Here's back, <laughs> Babushka. It's funny because you guys don't freeze at all. I like you. It's continuous. I can just hear you the whole time. So it's weird that I'm like getting disconnected, but I can still hear you and stuff. It's like, wh- why am I disconnected if you guys aren't? It's weird. Right. But, but um, uh, yeah. So I remember my my roommate had gone to see that movie whenever they were doing the Rumble Box or like 4D thing, where like they had the chairs that moved in the movie theater. When you would like sit and it would like move you around and shit. And I remember he saw it and then he was telling me about it. And like a couple, uh, um, couple months ago or something like that, I was, I, I just saw this. And at the time when that movie came out in 2011, I didn't know who Jason Momoa was. He was like a new person. Uh, so then years later, I was like, oh shit, like Jason Momoa was in that movie. I didn't even I never even knew it or put it together. Yeah. And also Conan the Destroyer underrated. I love both of the movies. But I mean, Conan, people sleep on Conan the Destroyer. Fine film. Neither of them. It's got even, Grace Jones and Will Chamberlain in it, man. Even awesome. Will Chamberlain? Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Even crazy. better than the movies is if you watch the DVD commentaries with Arnold Schwarzenegger and John Milius. <laughs> if like anyone out there if you're a fan of the conan movies get the dvds or blu-rays or like download them on the internet or something like that but you got to get the dvd commentary for those two movies because it's arnold schwarzenegger and john milius who's the director and they're the best dvd commentaries ever because they're the worst dvd commentaries ever <laughs> like they did not understand what a DVD commentary was where, you know, a DVD commentary is like you sit there and you talk about like behind the scenes information about a thing like, oh, yeah, like when we shot this scene, uh, Arnold was like he had like a really bad cold and so he was like really sick and in in between takes we kept having to like put a blanket on him because he was so freezing cold or something like that. Like that's that's what a DVD commentary is for. But they just thought that a DVD commentary was watching the movie and explaining what was happening. So (laughs) the whole commentary and also they're both insane. They're both insane human beings. So the whole the whole the whole commentary is literally just Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, Schwarzenegger going and oh, in this part. I walk in, uh, oh, yes, yes, and then I kill that guy. Like, he just does that the whole time. And then John Milius is just like, he's just a crazy person. And he's just like, ah, yes, she was a Valkyr, an absolute <laughs> Valkyr. Like, they're they're just insane. You got to listen. Is that, this is the one with, uh, with 
the picture of him and Wilt Chamberlain and Andre the Giant to show how small Arnold Schwarzenegger actually is compared to those two. Have you ever seen that? It's insane. Look it up. There's just like Andre. I didn't realize Andre the Giant was that big. Uh, who's going to here's the thing, though, they're going to have to get like a a nobody to get this Conan role, because I don't think Jason Momoa is going to do it again. He's kind of Aquaman now. Yeah. So who are they going to unless they get some sort of wrestle like David Bastia or some big wrestling guy? Oh, Dave, Dave Batista. Ba- Baptista. Baptista. Or, yeah. Batista. You, neither oh, of you guys Batista. are saying it right. <laughs> <laughs> Davey B. Davey, Davey there we B. go. Davey oh, B. yeah. Look at that. Oh, my God. That's fucking insane. That's crazy. Ah, uh, good old Wilt. Yeah. It looks fake. It looks like it looks. It just doesn't look like a real picture. It's insane. Yeah. It looks like they both want to kill him. Yeah. Is they look down on him? Yeah, they're 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 planning on eating him. And they're just like uh, he actually might be too small for <laughs> they're us. They're planning share. an Eiffel Tower. Is what it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that picture was taken right before an Eiffel Tower. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Two of those people are dead. Oh. Yep. Um. So all of the Star Trek movies are canceled at Paramount. This boggles my mind. As a person who doesn't give a fuck about Star Trek, this, I'm gobsmacked when I read read this, like legit. Star Trek is dead, or at least in movie form. Paramount was at one point working on three different Star Trek movies. But according to our sources, all three of the Star Trek movies projects they once had in various stages of development are now totally canceled. That Star Trek movie shutdown includes Star Trek IV, the movie that would have been a sequel to Star Trek Beyond, at one point, that movie was a lock. It was even officially announced by Paramount. However, the movie is now dead. The cancellation of Star Trek's future movies also includes the strange Star Trek movie project being developed by director Noah Hawley. Hawley himself has in the past hinted at it, saying that Paramount had his movie on hold, but his project isn't on hold. They've totally scrapped it. So uh, Paramount sort of owns the property of Star Trek uh, and the there's a there's a bunch of different th- properties there's a bunch of different things being that have been developed from star trek so there was there was the main uh paramount film series which is where chris Pr- chris pine is captain kirk and and uh zachary quinto is spock and you know r.i.p and those Anton were Yelchin hits, was right? Chekhov. uh they were decent hits the first one was a pretty big hit the second one was less of a hit and then the third one wasn't it didn't really do well at all um and they had canceled making more of them and then they put it back on the slate and then now it's been canceled again um but those movies did did decently but they were kind of like a they were kind of a diminishing return situation um and uh there's there's you know there's there's various tv shows there there uh star trek discovery is a is a Star Trek show that's on CBS, CBS All Access, their streaming service. And then um, there's a new animated Star Trek show called Star Trek Lower Decks. And there's a couple other animated shows in development. And then there was these movies. Um, and then there's comics. And uh, small plug, a uh, friend of mine and co-host of my other podcast, Deep Cuts, uh, Dave Baker, is actually coming out with a, with a Star Trek seven-issue series comic that he wrote 
Um, Holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, Congratulations, Dave. He, uh, yeah. And so, but then, yeah, these move the movies have been canceled, at least for the time being. I'm surprised there's not more of an uproar because Trekkies just, they, they get at it when shit goes south. Um, I think, I think the, the thing there is that like nobody necessarily, thank you. Like the, the, the Star Trek fan community is kind of split on the quality of those movies. Like they're not the, they're not the favorite of the Star Trek fans. Um, I mean, the first one, the first one was pretty good, but it was, you know, it wasn't really like a Star Trek movie. It was more of a, it was more of a fantasy action adventure movie. Um, it was like trying to, it was turning Star Trek into Star Wars more. Um, and then, and then a, a lot of people hated the second one, uh, into darkness. I mean, I, I hated it. I thought it was terrible. And was then, garbage. and then Star Trek beyond was great, but it was more like an actual Star Trek movie which therefore is kind of boring because Star Trek is actually a very cerebral show that deals a lot with philosophy and politics. And so it didn't do well at the box office. I'm shocked too, because there's the whole story of uh, they're like, Oh, Tarantino might do a Star Trek. And so you would think that they would wait for that one. Cause it's kind of a built in audience. Yeah. I think, I think that just kind of went away because he just couldn't come to an agreement with the studio on like the direction of it. Um, but yeah, no, no more Star Trek movies, but, uh, check out, um, let's see here. What's it called? Let me look this up. So here, I'll just I'll just I'll just play this promo. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a promo that we run on our podcast. Oh, how convenient. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. Can Come we run on. a food fight podcast uh, promo? Food fight, the food podcast. You can get it wherever you get podcasts. Yes. we. No, no one ever said we couldn't. In fact, I've plugged the show several times. <laughs> I know you have. Uh, here we go. Let's let Dave and Hillsmer explain. I love your, I love your Bella Thorne. <laughs> Oh yeah, we did an episode about Bill Farm. Demon humming songs that he only knows from his planet that humans don't recognize. Oh hey Dave, uh, do you by any chance happen to have any more of those uh, pixie box book things that you make or whatever? Hey Hillsmer, uh, you mean comics? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, well, I don't have any with me right now, but I do have two new comic book series that are starting up. Uh, I wrote a Star Trek series, Star Trek Voyager 7's Reckoning, which comes out November 11th. And the way the comic book industry works is that you have to pre-order comics in order to make sure that the stores order enough. If you wanted to pre-order it, you would go to a comic book store or go online and use the code SEP200455. I also have a creator-owned series coming out November 25th called Night Hunters with artist Alexis Zirit, which is about two brothers in Grand Caracas, 100 years in the future, one of which becomes a cop, one of which becomes a drug dealer, and they have to fight their way through the seedy underbelly of the dystopian 
Venezuelan police state, which you could pre-order with the code SCP-201-264. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great, 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 great. Cool, cool, cool. That uh, sounds amazing. Love it. Love everything that every word that you just said. Uh, I'll take whatever. 50? Really? Wow. I didn't know, uh, I didn't know you read comics, Hilsmer. Oh, you're supposed to read them? There's a thing about space demons where when it's the summertime, we actually get very cold instead of hot. So I was actually just looking for some kind of kindling for the fire in the living room. Oh, that explains what that bonfire was. That was a sex thing. (laughs) (laughs) Nice button. Oh my God. I wanted to play it because there's those codes. So if you want to pre-order the book, it's called Seven's Reckoning. It's coming out from IDW. Um, also, Food Fight the Podcast, where you get podcasts. Yeah. Also, uh, This American yeah, Life, it, Tyler's you, uh, podcast. <laughs> that's, that's right. This American Life, yes. Also, WTF with Tyler Palo. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, uh, keeping this cancellation train rolling. Uh, <laughs> this one got my text messages. This one really, really hurts. Glow got canceled. It's a, it's a sad me. day in the world of streaming television as Netflix has officially pulled the plug on one of their best shows. While Stranger Things earned a final season, it looks like the semi, semi-comedic female wrestling show wasn't quite as lucky. As the COVID-19 pandemic continues to fuel the delay and cancellations of tons of media projects, it's been, out, it's been announced that Glow has been axed by the streaming giant. For some reason, they've decided that the series will not go ahead with the planned fourth and final year, officially axing the production from their upcoming slate. Although it's a sad state of affairs for an amazing show, season three did seem to end at a decent point that didn't really require further episodes or more story. Such a good show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, Such it's, good it's, characters, it's a great, good writing, good acting, everything about it. Yeah, I think it more hurts because they were like, we're doing a fourth that you're going to be your farewell. And you're like, oh, that's great. Fourth show, that fourth season, that'll be great. Even though you're right, it ended where you don't necessarily need it. But because of that promise, yeah, give, now that it's give gone. Give them the final season. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Netflix, are you, really hurt, are you really going to be hurting? If you gave it a final season, would that break Netflix? No. 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 That's what makes me mad. Only like if they're like, oh, my God, we did glow. We have to get rid of Netflix. It's no longer a service. <laughs> we we couldn't to, afford it. We did the fourth season of glow and you got you guys want to buy a streaming service? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's taken its toll. So it just it is it is frustrating because it was that good of a show. But right. But the yeah. excuse too, though, because they were like, well, because of COVID and it's a wrestling show with a big cast, everyone's close together doing wrestling. That's problematic. I'm like, I guess you could find ways around that. I mean, these production, Absolutely. these productions are, you know, they're extensively testing like every day, every time, every, you know, any, any of the productions that have started back up, like everybody gets tested like every couple of hours or something like that. I mean, if you yeah. could, I mean, the NBA did an entire season in playoff and is about to end. And they were fine. You're telling me that a series that's even less people can't do it? That's I, I cry a little bit of bullshit where Netflix is like, we would have, but COVID, ooh, right. can't do it. Yeah, create a bubble. Yeah, NBA style. 
Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I mean that 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 show is great. It's like it's like one yeah. of those shows where it just has like it's like firing on all four cylinders. Like the the aesthetic and the mood and the way that it's the way they've captured like the '80s vibe mm-hmm. is just a great. It's just a great like world to live in, and it's just really yes, fun and enjoyable yes. to watch. And then like, but then on top of that, that's it's not just that. It's not just like oh, that's all it has going for it. It's also it could it could be a great show if it was set in present day and it didn't have that with, with the characters and the storylines and things and the acting is all great. And, you know, it's like, you know, Mark Maron is great. Alison Brie is great. Um, the whole cast is great. It's just like, it's like okay. a, per, it's like a great. perfect cast. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a bummer. But, but yet, but yet, but yet, but yet they can do Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, what the fuck? You can you can't do glow, <laughs> but we can do Conan. That 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 tracks. You can have big, yeah. muscly, shirtless men wrestling. Um. Well, when when God closes a door, he opens a window, because Chuck E. Cheese is getting his own movie and TV show. What? Hey. What, what, what's going on? What is what are we what are we doing here as a society? Seriously. I was asked, I was thinking the same thing. Yes. This is a society for sure. No one yeah. demanded this. <laughs> How no why did it take this long to get what what were you saying, Kirk? Sorry. <laughs> no one demanded except oh, Tyler gotcha. a Chuck E. Cheese movie. No one. Tyler's been waiting his whole life for this. <laughs> He's like finally. Yeah. I've been waiting. I've actually like since I was twelve, been uh, telling myself that I would not allow myself to come until they made. <laughs> I, and whoa! It, and it just and it just happened. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So in the in light of the uh, recent uh, filing for bankruptcy of the of CEC Entertainment, the company that. Um, the parent company of Chuck E. Cheese, they've decided that they, you know, to try, you know, to make to tr- make sure that they don't, uh, you know, they can stick around for the long haul of COVID and don't completely just have to, you know, go out of business and and dissolve the company and survive through this era of, you know, people not going to restaurants and playing in ball pits and things like that. Um they're opening up a multimedia department where they can develop merchandise like toys and games and also develop uh, a Chuck E. Cheese movie and a Chuck E. Cheese TV show. So, you know, can it- somebody at Chuck E. Cheese was like, we could have been designing our own toys this entire time. We were buying toys from other people. <laughs> Fuck. I literally cannot imagine what a Chuck E. Cheese movie would be. No, no. Also, hey, maybe focus on not having shitty pizza <laughs> instead of boring a fucking movie. Make good pizza and you make a really good pizza and you can be like, hey, I know during COVID can't come in and play, but we've got this bomb ass pizza now. Come check it out. And people uh. will go eat the pizza. And then when things are better, you keep that pizza and you get to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Folk, hire the most hire the 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 greatest artisanal pizza makers of the world yeah. to de- yeah. and, and just go yeah. all out 
spend all this money that you're going to spend on making a movie and just literally make the best pizza in the world and become yeah. become known as the best pizza of all time. Yeah. Get a fire brick oven, follow uh, uh, Napoleon guidelines. Yeah. And and people will go, oh, shit, Chuck E. Cheese got some crazy pizza. Find, oh, wait, COVID's over. Now we can go back and play Andy Good Pizza. Yep. Find whatever, like, 90-year-old Italian man in a little shack in some hills in, in the in the outskirts of Italy is makes the greatest pizza on earth and then, like, outdo him. Yeah. You will make more money that way than making a movie and a TV show. About Do it. A rant. Make, yeah, absolutely. But also, now that you guys said that, I have great ideas for the show. It should definitely be a movie that is like Field of Dreams style, where he is he is the son of of somebody who really wanted to be uh, a pizza chef, and then it's the quest to make the perfect pizza. And in the end, he makes a shitty chain of restaurants. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I can imagine what it would be, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee that the movie is about the formation of Munch's band or whatever the band is called. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a quote-unquote rock and roll movie, right? Yeah, that's definitely right. what it is. Make um, a better pizza instead of a fucking rock and roll movie. Make the world's best pizza, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Just do it. Just Put all your, just go for broke. Put it all on black. Yeah, because you're going to go bankrupt anyway. Uh, I mean, if, if whether you make this movie or not, you're probably done. So you might also try to make a good product. <laughs> yeah. Whether you make it or not, you're probably done. That's that's their motto. And, and on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to do our regular segment. Can you go for that? And we're back. And now it's time for our regular segment where we talk about rumors and unsubstantiated nostalgic news and give our opinions on whether we think it's a good idea or not. That segment is called can you go for that? Oh, 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 can you, oh, can you go for that? Can you go? Can you go? Can you go? Do you want to know? Can you go? Can you go? Do you want to know? Can I go for that? Uh, we, have a, we have a couple stories for, for can you go for that today. Um, first one. Uh... So as, as everybody knows, um, or maybe not everybody knows, but so, so there, the final, uh, the fifth and final Daniel Craig, James Bond movie, No Time to Die, um, has sort of been in this un just this unending state of being delayed. Um, it was set to come out in the summer, uh, normally or maybe even before that i think it might have been like actually scheduled to come out before that this year but it has just been you know perpetually delayed by covid stuff and we still just have no idea when this movie is going to come out um but it's the last daniel craig james bond movie and then after that you know they 
get a new James Bond and they sort of reboot the series like they do every time, you know, the, with all the previous actors who have portrayed James Bond. But, um, that you know, there's no there's no word yet on, you know, who's been cast or who's going to play James Bond. But it's rumored that Tom Hardy is going to take over for James Bond. What? Did you not know that, Tyler? No, I didn't know that. I feel like that's been in the ether forever. I hate that idea. <laughs> well, already. I'm going to jump into it and say uh, I cannot go for that. Do you, hate, do you hate Tom Hardy? I love. Don't you dare get me wrong here. I love Tom Hardy. He is fantastic. But in no way could I ever see him playing James Bond. He doesn't have it. Wow. He doesn't have it. He's he's a very rugged, sexy man, but he doesn't have the James Bond it. That's some that's some spicy sauce. That's where I feel. That's how I feel about it. That is some spicy sauce. Yeah, I can't go for that either. I think Tom Hardy is perfect for the role. But more perfect was Idris Elba. Thank you. Way back when. Fucking Thank he should have done it. Absolutely. He's even better for that role. So, what the hell? What the hell? Yeah. Andrew? For sure. Um, it, it's like a soft, I can't go for that because I'm not, it's not like I don't hate mm. the idea of it. It's not like, yeah. it's not like a terrible idea. I, I, I think he could. I think he could do well. I mean, the, the thing about these roles, any speculation about like who can and can't accomp- uh, pull off a role. I, I think there are actors who just definitely wouldn't be right for certain things. But we've seen time and time again that actors can surprise us and in a way that we never fathomed embody a role and make it theirs and make it great um, because it's literally their job. Literally, their job is to become different things. So when you sit there and speculate of like, oh, you know, Heath Ledger, he can't play the Joker. He doesn't look anything like the Joker. He doesn't act anything like the Joker. Like, you don't know what you're talking about because you've never seen him try. He's an actor. That's his job. Exactly. Um, so I, so it's hard to for me to speculate um, with it, with any. Uh, with any sincerity because I feel like it's just it just seems like it just seems like such a such a fool's errand to try to like you know speculate on whether an actor could play a certain role Uh, because we've been we've been shown time and time again that weird choices that we couldn't even fathom as being good ended up being great but that being said I I agree with I agree with you guys 100% uh, it's it's a little bit of a boring choice, and you know it's like Idris Elba could have totally been James Bond like six years ago or whatever. He's a, he's a little too old now, but uh, so was Roger Moore. Roger Moore did it though. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't even really care or mean that too much, but but I, I just don't think I don't think he will get cast because of how old he is. Because they tend to skew younger and younger every year with these things, like. Um, you know, Doctor Who started out as an elderly man, and then eventually he was played by Matt Smith, who was like 
in his 20s and 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 then they cast peter capaldi as him as like almost as a novelty of like oh look it's an old doctor who even though that's literally what doctor who used to be was an old man um but yeah i i i think that's a that would have been a much more interesting choice um what we what we do to say tyler uh i don't want to like shit on tom hardy because again i love tom hardy but I would like to point you both to the movie This Means War with Tom <laughs> Chris Hardy Pine. and Chris Pine, where they yeah. both play uh, 007-esque spies who go against each other for this uh, hot gr- hot girl's love. And it was garbage. <laughs> well, the movie might have been garbage, but that doesn't mean that he was bad in it or that he... Oh. I mean, that's what I was getting at. Also, the whole, <laughs> the whole old thing, I just looked it up. Idris Elba is 48. Tom I mean, Hardy's I'm 43. I'm fine with it. Not, not to you, Tom Hardy's 43? That's what it says in the outline. Whoa. All, wow. all, movie stars, Hardy. all movie stars are like at minimum in their 40s because it takes so long to get to that point. <laughs> like, you know, Chris Pratt's in his 40s. Chris Evans. Chris, like all those guys are in their 40s because it just it takes that long to become a movie star. Um. But, but but yeah, I I, I like doing Idris Elba or, or something. Just that would have been a, a more interesting choice. Like we've had a certain type of James Bond for all this time. Like just switch it up. But the, but the thing is, is that it won't happen because James Bond is as a property is not owned by just a big studio that would you know do thing like. James Bond is not owned by MGM or or any of these studios that have produced the the films before, and you know MGM might make a choice like that they might hear you know fans suggesting it and they might you know they might make a bold move like that um but james bond is actually owned by eon properties which is the small production company that's always owned the james bond film property and there it's just a you know it's a couple of people it's like uh um originally the 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 main guy who was the main the main producer of the james bond movies was uh cubby broccoli and he's just this old british guy he died but his daughter um barbara broccoli is now in charge and so it's a small family business that owns james bond and they're very set in their ways and they're very kind of old-fashioned and they just they would never cast a black guy as james bond allow it But uh, but it definitely would have been more interesting. So you're right, yeah. Cancel James Bond. <laughs> um, here's here's oh here's one for the books. Uh, so Chris Brown <laughs> wants to play the Scarecrow in a The Wiz remake. Uh, someone on Twitter posted a fan casting for a Wiz reboot that included Chris Brown as the Scarecrow, and he retweeted it. gonna be a yikes for me guys <laughs> no i just okay all in all it's been so long and regardless of what happened with rihanna chris brown is just a shitty person who constantly does things in the media to make himself look bad and and just because he's a really good singer doesn't mean he should be cast jason derulo's better than chris brown and i'll say it all fucking day take him out of that movie cats never play that movie ever again and put him in this and i'll watch that instead 
I cannot go for that is what I'm getting at. <laughs> I cannot go for that. I also cannot go for someone calling Chris Brown a good singer. Not going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not you, the collective. The collective oh, got you, view. Got you, got you, got you, got you. The collective view. Okay. He is auto-tuned to the max. Yeah. You can dance. I mean, I can't. I can't go for that. I mean, fuck all. Ugh. Fuck every part of this. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But also, quick, who got? Who would you guys want to play? Uh, the Wiz in the Wiz. Um. God. Oh. I'm going to say uh, Ricky Bell from Velvet Devil. You did not just say Bell Biv DeVoe. I, I was, I was Bell Biv DeVoe. literally looking up Bell Biv DeVoe to figure out what name I was trying to figure out. <laughs> oh. It's it's Ricky. All right, that's the one. I don't have to. I don't have to look it up anymore. That's the one. Yeah. Right there. Here for it. Nah, definitely not here for this though. This is this no, is the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> it really is just. Ugh. Um, last thing. Uh, John Cena reportedly eyed for Duke Nukem live action movie. Duke Nukem is one of the most iconic video game characters ever. As such, it was only a matter of time before he received a well-earned big screen adaptation. For decades, studios have been kicking the tires on a possible film centered around the hyper-masculine hero, but nothing ever panned out. Now, however, it looks like a movie may actually be in the works, and the project apparently has its eyes on a big-time star. Paramount was said to be developing the pick a couple of years ago, and according to sources, John Cena is being considered to play the titular role in the upcoming feature. Of course, he was initially linked to the part a few years back, but with no further updates having emerged since then, fans were left wondering whether or not Cena remained attached. And while he's by no means locked in just yet, we're told that he's still indeed under consideration and being eyed for the job. I could go for that. Yeah, that's perfect casting. Absolutely. I mean, I, I I haven't thought about Duke Nukem in ages. I remember playing it a bit. I came here uh, to kick ass casting. and chew bubble gum. Yeah, fantastic. And I'm all out of bubble gum. That and say that. <laughs> um, the way they're gonna make it, it's like they they touch on the hyper masculinity thing. John Cena is gonna be able to play that so well. It's not to like to his acting, but they're gonna write it, and he's gonna he's gonna. Act the fuck out of it. I, I cannot wait for this. They're I hope this happens. To Me too. One hundred percent. Me too. This is exciting. Yeah, I definitely can go for that. It's just like <laughs> cool. This is this is as perfect casting as I mean the, to go to go against the other thing where we're talking about like unexpected people doing well in roles. Then there's the flip side of that where it's just like you were born to play this. This is the most perfect casting yeah. since since fucking uh uh what's his name? Uh uh oh, god dang it, it's on the top tip of my tongue. Um Wesley Snipes' blade? Kind of that too. Uh, uh oh, this is the most perfect casting since JK Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Found it. Found it. Um, Yeah, definitely. I can go for that. And uh, this has been another edition of 
Can you go for that? This is the remix. It's the remix, but we still have to decide what we think. We gotta know if we go or if we don't go. Can we go for that? Can we go for that? This is the remix. Yeah. Uh, last couple stories before we wrap up the show. Um, there's another one of those stories that's very crazy and I love it for just how balls to the wall insane it is. So actor Jimmy Walker, who, if you don't know, uh, was on good times and, uh, he was the one that said, said said dynamite. He's the one that said dynamite. Um, he says he's recently told the story in a new documentary about the comedy store, which is a, a comedy venue, a legendary comedy venue. Uh, he said that Freddie Prinz, who was the star of a, sh- a sitcom in the seventies called Chico and the man once tried to kill John Travolta. A new documentary reveals a bizarre anecdote in which actor Freddie Prinz and yes, for all you youngsters out there, Freddie Prinz is the father of Fred- Freddie Prinz Jr. Um, allegedly tried to kill John Travolta with a crossbow. In the upcoming Showtime series, The Comedy <laughs> Store, Prinz's uh, pal Jimmy Walker recounted the tale, explaining that the Chico and the Man star became upset when Travolta took his place, gracing cover the cover of teen magazines in the 1970s. Walker claimed Prinz called him one day and announced, we got to kill John Travolta. He says, I'm going to kill this guy. I'm the biggest star on TV. Uh, The Good Time star recalled. I said, well, a lot of people are on TV. I'm on TV. And Walker says, Prince shot back. You're not bigger than me, man. I'm the biggest guy. I'm the best guy. Everyone knows me. I'm the funniest guy. After failed attempts to talk him out of the harsh uh, harebrained scheme, Walker says they drove to Travolta's apartment. But thankfully, thankfully, the Pulp Fiction actor was wasn't home. However, it didn't stop Prinz from firing three arrows into Travolta's door, Walker said. I'm sure to this day, John Travolta was thinking, I wonder what happened in L.A. with those shots fired through my door. What was that about? Walker added. I 100% believe this happened. Yeah. (laughs) Because 70s and because cocaine. Yep. (laughs) Freddie Prinz attempted to kill John Travolta for overtaking his stardom with his, you know, playing Vinnie Barbarino on Vinnie Barbarino on, yeah. uh, on <laughs> Welcome Back, I mean, Cotter. It's one of those so crazy that you're like, oh, that, that, that could be true. There's nothing there that you go, oh, wait, that seems out of place in the, in the late 70s. You go, oh, yeah, everyone's doing cocaine. Things have gone nuts. I mean, why make that up? Right. Exactly. Why make it that up? That means that's insanity. Yeah, I love that story. Of course, I'm I'm glad that John Travolta didn't get indiscriminately murdered, but by right. a <laughs> by a crossbow. Yeah, but I love that story from a comedian on a TV so show. Good. It's my it's my latest favorite story after the last favorite story we talked about, which involves. The next subject of this last story of the show, uh, but uh, the last, my last favorite story that we've told is the story about Eddie Van Halen uh, driving to Limp Biscuit's 
practice house and pointing a gun at Fred Durst as he loaded all of his gear into his car. Um, and <laughs> that to, all that to say, R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen has passed away at 65. Uh, Eddie Van Halen, whose innovative and explosive guitar playing kept the hard rock band that bore his family name cemented to the top of the album charts for two decades, died on Tuesday morning after a long battle with cancer. He was 65. Van Halen's son Wolf announced the news. He was the best father I could ever I could ever ask for. Every moment I've shared with him on and off stage was a gift. My heart is broken, and I don't think I'll ever fully recover from this loss. Born in the Netherlands and raised in Pasadena, California, he founded Van Halen with his older brother, drummer Alex. The siblings were joined by vocalist David Lee Roth and bassist Michael Anthony in the first recording lineup of the group, which exploded after star-making gigs at such West Hollywood clubs as Gazari's and the Starwood. It was instantly apparent from Eruption, the solo showcase on Van Halen's self-titled 1978 debut album from Warner Brothers, that Eddie Van Halen was an instrumentalist to be reckoned with. In a mere 1 minute and 42 seconds, the Axeman detonated a dazzling display of fretboard tapping, ringing harmonics, lightning-fast licks, and smeared dive-bombing effects. R.I.P. Van Halen rocks. Still don't understand that but yes i'm a layered human being i i get and accept layered human beings (laughs) i'm i'm merely thank you i'm merely speaking to the label that you've put on yourself that you do not like rock music yes but not all i've not i i have not said i hate all rock music i've said i hate rock music so i think you like i think you hate like a couple rock bands like I, th- I hate most classic rock from this, almost all classic rock from the 60s. Except for this huge list. No, because uh, Zeppelin's, Zeppelin's 70s, right? Yeah. Okay, so there you go. So you don't like Cream? Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> <No>, barf. <laughs> you don't like, uh, you don't like, uh, what else is a fucking band from the 60s? Hot take. I... I appreciate, but don't really like Jimi Hendrix. I don't My understand God. that at all. It's just it's You're too just much wrong. Gu- it's too much guitar. <laughs> well, we could get lost in this conversation all day, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I fucking love Van Halen. Um, and uh, yeah, I the, the, a sad thing um, was that about about like four, three, four years ago. Maybe maybe four or five years ago, um, I remember that me and my me and my roommates were coming back from a, a comedy show that we had done in um, Hollywood, and we were down in the subway getting on the train to go home, and hundreds of people filed down into the platform um, who had all come from a Van Halen show at the Hollywood Bowl, which I did not know was happening. I just saw hundreds of people coming down all wearing Van Halen shirts. And I was like, oh, there was a Van Halen show tonight. And I was like, oh, man, I wish I had known about that. I would totally have gone. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll just I'll go next year. And I never went. And I never I never saw Van Halen. <laughs> well, damn. And I never went. <laughs> and, and now we're all sad. Yep. Yeah. R.I.P. to a legend who also may have been slightly crazy because of that Fred Durst story. Uh, But uh, yeah, so on that note, thanks for listening. 
Um, if you liked what you heard and you haven't done so yet, you might consider subscribing on your preferred podcast app or platform. Um, if you have a friend that you think might enjoy the show, feel free to share it with them. If you want to keep up to date with all the news of the podcast, as well as all of the nostalgia content we post on a daily basis, you can follow us on the official Nostalgia Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search Nostalgia. That's us with a blue check mark next to our name. You can also join our Facebook group. It's the official Nostalgia Facebook group. Just search groups for Nostalgia, and that is us. You can follow us on Instagram at Nostalgia. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns that you might want to be discussed on an episode, you can email us at nostalgiacastpod at gmail.com. And uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and thanks for listening.